used to want it and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, asked the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. AM radio is a viable and modern source for news and entertainment. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor! Dimly lit room, comma, deep within the bowels, comma, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Not politics! A lovely sunrise. The laughter of a child. The kids going back to school again. America's teachers. Your local park. The caress of a loved one. A delicious meal. Anything but effing politics. You know what I've wondered about my whole life? I was thinking about it as I was driving in today. There's just way more cars today than there is normally in my drive. I've been making more or less the same drive for most of 20 years. What a funny coincidence. Judy and I drove in together today for reasons that are not terribly interesting, and I was commenting to her on that very thing. And uh, I was thinking, why? Why? The randomness of that. And um, it was reminding me of like when I used to uh, work in bars. There is no rhyme or reason to why some nights it would be packed and some nights it would be dead. Mm. And 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 I th- I thought about it a lot. So there there was not tied into payday or weather or anything I could come up with and I've always wondered what makes a bunch of people independently all decided decide let's go out to the club tonight or drive in early today or or whatever it is. The randomness of things just being busy. It could be a mysterious and cosmic psychic energy, Jack, that scientists won't discover for hundreds of years. If you could, and f- binds us all together. Or maybe you just missed something. Or if I you, don't know. if you could figure it out, though, you could make a lot of money. Oh, or, heck yeah! Me taking the kids to the pool. I don't know how many times this summer. Sometimes it's crazy busy. Sometimes it's not. Just randomly, and I don't know why. Don't now know why. the car thing. What I was commenting to Judy was because I've had the same commute now for many years. Is I could see over the last two three years the economy picking up. By the number of cars, particularly construction vans and contractor stuff and, and, and that sort of thing. I can see the economy in my commute. Well, in general, yes. But on a day-by-day basis, why so much busier today than yesterday? I don't have any idea. Everybody had something different to do today? I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Are they all going to go out to the club tonight or stay home? Mm-hmm. I um, love clubbing. That's let's inter- all I know. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We all know that. Um <laughs> Let's start over there with board operator Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. Um, always know what you're buying. I had to replace uh, light bulbs in my house. There was you know two or three of them out, and I was out of light bulbs, so I got some, and they were the daylight type. 
And I oh, didn't realize boy. that these are much brighter. So oh, they're yeah. bright during the day. I've made that mistake, too. But at night, like this morning, I turned it on, and I could have done like an opera performance because the house just lit up like a, you know, like on Christmas vacation when Clark hits. Yeah. Those, yeah. those super white ones are for the operating table oh. only. Yeah. Yeah, I found that out, so I got to replace these things. Yes. The harshness of the modern light bulb. I have a real hard time finding the right ones, even the super expensive ones that are the soft glow of a corner light in the kid's bedroom that aren't that just, ah, you can't even look that direction. Right. <clears throat> There's new technology to grasp, Jack. The world keeps advancing. It doesn't. Keeps advancing. I had to become an expert on this when we moved into our new house last year. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, and I've started a blog. So today what I'm doing is I'm <laughs> a doing light a... light bulb blog? No, I, oh. on our, you know, Armstrong getting... Oh! Yeah, all of us have our own blogs now. Uh, and so I'm doing a play-by-play today for my third blog here. So 6.06 a.m., show just started. Joe and Jack talking about commute. Seem to be in cheerful mood. That's what I got down so far. <laughs> wow. Seem to be in cheerful mood. Yeah. Wow, so it's it's like a uh, journal. Yeah, sort of. So moment to moment. So moment at 7, moment. 7.17, it might say, Joe has turned angry. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he might get violent. <laughs> exactly. Okay, That's six, unlikely. 6.09, they're giving me a hard time. Have you okay. bought any of those, like, $30 light bulbs or $40 light bulbs, the super expensive ones? I've been buying those because they're supposed to last forever, practically, and we'll see. I've gone, you know, your $17 range, 15 16 17 I bought one of those $30. I bought, yeah. They're, of course, they're, you're a man who bought $35 underpants, too, right? well, very famously. Well, if, if it will last as long as they Rockefellers claim. Rockefellers over here. If they'll last as long as they claim, it's the frugal thing to do. It's not not the uh, lavish thing to do. It's just whether or not the last that long. Will I remember when it finally burns out? Did I buy that in 2018? Or, or last week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I'm doing great, but largely because we have a noodle heist going on. In Georgia, a 53-foot tractor trailer filled with $98,000 worth of ramen noodles. Mm. $98,000 worth of a thing that costs a quarter. How many ramen noodles would that take? No so, kidding. So the brand was not specified, but going by the, the bulk rate of the, the brand that I buy, which is about 29 cents a pack, that's about 340,000 packets of ramen, yeah. or about a weekend's worth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, there is no suspect arrested. There's no suspect at this time. Uh, local Georgia police are on the lookout for a noodle heister. Boy, how would you profit on that? Because you can't sell them for more than what they are in the store. Unless you stole, like, pillow filling. It's hard to imagine a less profitable haul. <laughs> but, I mean, per so square foot. You're going to sell them on the street for $0.10 cents a piece? You'll sell a lot of them. Delicious, though. I know you like the word heist. So I that, do. Anything drawing. with a heist, I will How bring to the caper? show. How do you feel about caper? <laughs> That's a close second. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm feeling very good, filled with a newly found purpose in life. You know, after I talked about my blind date, which turned out to really be a counseling session with a woman on how to quit smoking, mm-hmm. I have received a number of emails and texts from people wanting to know about the method I used to quit smoking now about six years ago. So he takes 10 Oxycontin a day. That's what Marshall suggests. <laughs> so later on today, I will post the method on armstrongandgetty.com. So we will have mm. that information for you posted after the show. Excellent. Yeah. Helping people, finally. Yeah. And I'm doing some good with your life. I already reached out to a couple of folks, and they've already started uh, my method. And I heard back from one of them today, and they said, you know, I think this is going to work. Fantastic. I will share it with one and all on the uh, armstrongandgetty.com website. You know what you're doing? You're making the world a better place. Indeed. Awesome.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, August 17th, year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. According to a new study, roughly 20% of millennial parents have changed or seriously considered changing their baby's name based on what internet domain names were available at the time. Don't make the same mistake my parents made, said Pornhub Collins. A great non-Trump-related joke. <laughs> That's the only one. By the way, <laughs> Trump out with a tweet today. Some changes he oh, no. uh, is willing to make in the business world that oh. might make all of our lives better. Huge importance. <laughs> Saw this. It's a step in the right direction. Oh, my God. This could be huge for everybody. So stay tuned. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Trump also issuing angry tweets canceling that big military parade in D.C. We'll share those with you. We got the drip, drip, drip of the Omarosa tapes and carbs. The equal opportunity killer. Somebody's got to point out to me what the hell was in that last Omarosa tape. I, I was confusing. What is this? What is this national obsession with this this duplicitous, terrible woman in her tapes? What's here to explain yourself, Marshall? What's in that tape? She's good though, as Sean's been saying. She learned from the master. She yep. knows how to keep the reality show going with these. She last night with her uh, her little blast out of nowhere that. Uh, Eric Trump had been trading porn pictures with some chick, so she just you know drops that out there on a Thursday night. Keep the show going another day. I am not a bass. I am not going to leap at her lure and chomp down on it like a mindless fool. This is a non-story, a non-story. It will be aired under my over my objections, under my dead. Uh, we're playing this game in the, in the in whatever it is. I'm a protest. Michael, are you taking note of this outburst? For this your will band? not stay. I will not have yes. the audience leave. By this crap. Now, Joe has ridiculous rant. <laughs> Mailbag and clips of the week on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it's Friday, I understand. That's what I'm told. Okay, good. Um, which means we got something special for you in just a second, but, um... Variety of things we want to talk about this morning, including the the details are out on that fire tornado. Do you remember seeing the video of that fire tornado up by Redding, California? Yeah, new videos have come out too. It's 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 mind boggling. It a, looks like something out of uh, the Book of Revelation. Not a phony Sharknado, of which I understand there is another episode coming out, but an actual finally fire tornado. Which who knew that could happen? Yeah, just nightmarish. So we'll talk about that among other things. We have mailbag coming up in a moment or two. He's steady, steady on his feet. Michael, well done, sir. Well done. Thank Didn't you. Didn't even blink. Uh, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Sphincter bleaching is a very up-and-coming business. Here's a little test to figure out if your meme might come off as a little 9-11-y. One, am I Saudi Arabia? No 
spokesperson Katrina Pearson and campaign communications director Jason Miller, in which they discuss how to deal with the potential fallout from its release. My God, that story's stupid. I'm the kind of person who covers her own back. In Trump world, everyone lies. Everyone says one thing one day, and they change their story the next day. For even after publication of book, you went out and you actually heard the tape. I did. Um, I think I called him a butthead in a minute. That story has no impact on anybody's life. I'm sorry for the delay. We just got to change 800,000 AA Aretha Franklin nugget you shared with us this morning in the pre-show meeting? Yeah, sure. She gave birth. Yes, we have a pre-show meeting. I know. It's hard. You, you, you wouldn't know it. Certainly doesn't seem like there's any planning going on here. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, she gave birth at age 12. Did not know that. Wow. So somebody was making her feel like a natural woman at age 12? Wow. 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 Or maybe that's, 11 to be pregnant something. at 12. To yeah. have birth, give birth at 12. Crazy. Mailbag. Yeah, that's that's something that'll shape your life in a certain way. A lot of great, great uh, emails today. We're not going to get to all of them during mailbag. We'll sprinkle them in throughout the day. Uh, our email is mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep it shortish if you can. It's funny. This is analogous to a number of things in life that you realize as you go through life, but. People who write these really nice, tight, impactful emails then say, sorry it was so long, John. People who write long, rambling emails have no idea that they're long and rambling. It's the old, uh, what is that principle or theory that the incompetent don't know they're incompetent? The most uh, confident people are the least competent people. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Is it? I think is what you're referring to. It's pretty interesting. Starring Tom Cruise. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Here's our freedom-loving quote of the day from one Milton Friedman. The great virtue of a free market system is that it does not care what color people are, does not care what their religion is. It only cares whether they can produce something you want to buy. It is the most effective system we've discovered to enable people who hate one another to deal with one another and help one another. Absolutely true. Big business news Jack alluded to. We'll get to that before too long, too. Trump with an idea. Tell you what, just when you think he's just an irredeemable doofus, you know, he, he, he thinks out of the box and out of the habits of the last 25 years and suggests something really good. Mm. Uh, I stand corrected by Ben the Libertarian. Lysander Spooner was not a founding father. He was born in January of 1808, so he's a founding son. Uh, he was an American political philosopher, SAS pamphlet writer, Unitarian, abolitionist, legal theorist, violinist. An entrepreneur, I made that one part up, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, his most famous writing included the seminal abolitionist book, The Unconstitutional, uh, Unconstitutionality of Slavery. Hmm. There you go. Also known for competing with the U.S. Post Office with his American Letter Mail Company, which was shut down by the government, which claimed sole authority to deliver letters. Glad we got that ironed out. Yes, indeed. Indeed, accuracy is my hallmark couple of suggestions for the long-form podcast name, In Deep with A&G. That's from Hawk. I don't mind that. It's 
pretty good. I like this one better. After Hours, Armstrong and Getty. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, that's from uh, Holly in Utah, and she's really been enjoying it. Thanks, Holly. Nice of you to say. Uh, we were talking about youth being fleeting yesterday. Time, time. And Everything is fleeting. Oh, Everything. Indeed. And it's so unbelievably fleeting. Oh, and you can't God. realize it till it's gone. So I told the story yesterday about my kids setting up restaurants in their bedrooms. Yeah. Which was just cuter than heck. I mean, it was so cute, it was painful. I called the county about uh, the lack of permitting, by the way. Yeah, Sorry. A friend of mine said, "Is it, was it were they both handicap, handicap accessible? I said they were. Cops come and shut them down? They were handicap accessible, but I'm not sure they were earthquake retrofitted as they were ironing boards on chairs, and I'm not sure that would hold up. I don't think it would. Anyway, they were serving meals of uh, bananas and Cheez-Its. Yes. And uh, they'd take take your order at the door and that sort of thing. Had names for the restaurant and low lighting and music, and it was very nice. But anyway, this buddy of mine, who's uh, his oldest is going into high school, and he said, man, hang on to those restaurant days because they go so fast. Mm. And and I, I know that. But even, you know, I don't know, I want to hold, like, sometimes when things are happening with my kids, I want to, like, stop the, stop the camera. Stop right. the camera. Let's le- let's keep this going for, like, a week at least. Hold on to this one for a bit. But it doesn't work that way. No, indeed. Bruce sent us a nice note uh, quoting Joseph Conrad, the great author. I remember my youth and the feeling it would last forever, outlast the sea, the earth, and all men. Point is, Joseph Conrad was a stupid man and lacked perspective. What is the what is especially the, as a youth? What is the theory though about human beings? The way we're, I mean, this is what life is. We've been uh, we've been evolving for many 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 years. Why why would we get melancholy and sad about the passage of time? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think I get it. I think we are used by our own genes. We're going in deep here. Speaking of in deep. We weren't designed to live past 30, really, so you wouldn't have that many memories of back in the day if you were dead at 30. You know, around 30. Because you'd certainly, well, no, uh, uh, because speaking of Aretha, puberty, the onset of puberty is much earlier than it's been historically. So I would argue 36 or so. But anyway, but your point remains. I think we're designed to go, go, go when we're young, to reproduce, to fight, to do everything without regard to the repercussions. Don't have time to sit back and think about various things. And then by the time, you know, if you're one of the lucky few who lives past 36, <laughs> that, uh, that... Like John Mulvaney says, not that I'm at the end of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35. Um but the, those fevered urges leave you and you start to get a little perspective and it's like, oh, right. Uh, but, you know, hmm. once you've reproduced, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Well, Life has no use for you. Like Jerry Seinfeld says, they're here to replace you. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go play shuffleboard. I enjoy shuffleboard. Moving along. Come on, simple Jack. Is this note from Mick? Yesterday during the second hour, Jack was making a point about how there's so many mixed race couples on TV that doesn't represent the norm. Actually, that was me, Joe. But thank you. When does anything on TV represent the norm? Everything on TV is like that. Come on, Jack. Just so you know, this isn't Kansas anymore. There are a lot more grits. Grits, mixed-race couples in your hillbilly ass realizes. Okay, just a kidding about the hillbilly part. Anyway, love the show. Have a suggestion about the podcast. How about the A&G show? All right. Boy, that's you got us backwards. You completely missed the point, and your suggestion for a name is terrible. Other than that, keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing. So Marshall's News next, we'll get into it. I do want to talk a little bit about Trump's latest tweet about business, as I've been complaining about this for years.
columns have been written in the Wall Street Journal about it, so could change all of our lives. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Appreciate you joining us. Um, I don't know. I'm wrestling in my mind of what what flavor of show you want on a Friday morning. I mean, on one hand, it's uh, 20% of the work week, right? Uh, yes. On the other hand, you get to wear jeans and tennis shoes probably wherever you work. Casual Friday. I don't know. The West Coast, every day's casual day. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I go happen. get a $100 steak dinner. There's a guy in shorts and flip-flops next to me. Right. And a, and a tank top with bared armpits. <laughs> hey, can you imagine the horror? I've seen it. <laughs> Children, avert your eyes. It's no fire NATO, but it's disgusting. Yeah, so inside that fire NATO was 2,300 degrees, they say. Yeah. That's just, that's like well, the, surf- it, well, how it's like wide the surface was it? of the sun or something. Wasn't it like a 160 or a couple hundred feet wide? Yep. It was, yep. uh, it was uh, 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 just a, a blade of fiery horror cutting across the landscape. But blade's the wrong term because it was hundreds of feet wide. Was yep. that the first time that's ever happened or the first time it's ever been caught on video? 165 mile an hour winds. Right. I'm sorry, 2,700 degrees. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. That's unimaginable. It is. I'm telling you, it's like something out of the Old Testament. Maybe it is, Joe. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Maybe Bible! Wrath of God. Yeah. California. Do the sure. math. Exactly. Please, sodomy. Mm-hmm. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, it is off. President Trump says he's canceled his Veterans Day military parade because of the soaring price tag. Trump tweeting this morning, the local politicians who run Washington, D.C. poorly know a windfall when they see it. When asked to give us a price for holding a great celebratory military parade, they wanted a number so ridiculously high that I canceled it. Never let someone hold you up. I will instead attend the big parade already scheduled at Andrews Air Force Base and then go to the Paris Parade celebrating the end of the war on November 11th. Maybe we will do something next year in D.C. when the cost comes way down. Now we can buy some more fighter jets. You know, that's one thing you get out of a businessman that you don't get out of somebody that's never been in business ever. So you you say you want to have a parade for whatever reason. Maybe you don't like this parade. Let's stay away from that as a topic. You want to have an, an event. You're an academic your whole life. They hit you with a cost. It'll be $80 million. And you say, okay, where do I sign? If you're a businessman, you say, $80 million freaking dollars? What are you talking about? I put on so many events like this for a million dollars. How are you coming up with $80 million? Right. Is his response. And most people in government either don't know or they certainly don't care oh, please. how much it costs. It's just taxpayers' money and a drop in a bucket. Right. Similar to his whole building the uh, the embassy in Israel thing when they hit him with price tags and say, "What do you? Why would it cost that much? Do you know how many buildings I've built? That's ridiculous to cost for it to cost that much." I wish we had anybody in government that ever cared about what things cost. Nobody does. No. Why would they? It's not their money, and a lot of them, as they're academics, they don't have any idea what money is anyway. The announcement coming after reports that the estimated cost of the parade had ballooned to $92 million, a number, though, that Defense Secretary James Mattis was openly doubting earlier on. I'm not dignifying that number with any reply. Uh, I, I would discount that, and anybody who said that, I almost guarantee you one thing, 
They probably said, I need to stay anonymous. No kidding, because you'll look like an idiot. Whoever told you that is probably uh, smoking something that's legal in my state, but not in most states. Okay. More madness. We need more madness. Hilarious. Mad dogs. We got another Trump tweet getting a lot of attention this morning. In speaking, he tweets, in speaking with some of the world's top business leaders, I asked, what is it that would make business jobs even better in the U.S.? Stop quarterly reporting and go to a six-month system, said one of them. That would allow greater flexibility and save money. I have asked the SEC to study it. I'd like to go annual, honestly. So I've been trying to find this Wall Street, I think it was a Wall Street Journal article that I read several years ago that really opened my eyes to this, but I haven't been able to dig it back up. Anyway, it was somebody writing a column in the Wall Street Journal talking about the big change in, uh, in, in, in business in America was when we went to quarterly reporting. See if this sounds familiar if you work for any big business. Have you ever seen this happen? Where it seems like the people at the top are making short-term decisions that at the bottom you think, this is going to destroy our business. This is going to destroy our ability to do a good job next year. But the person at the top, the people at the top, they make short-term decisions are able to drive the stock price up by showing a great profit. They leave, by the way. They're not going to be around in two years. They don't have to operate the business. They just are rock stars for having a good couple of quarters, get giant bonuses, and leave. And that happens over and over and over again. And if we went to more uh, longer reporting, this is six months, yearly whatever, people could think long-term again. Now, there are arguments in the business community already. I'm I'm seeing people pushing back against that. But I wonder if they're part of the crowd that go from business to business, slashing and burning, making a profit, making giant profits. Pumping and dumping. That's why they're against getting away from quarterly profits. For them, it's been awesome. Yeah, could be. Um, But I, I really like the fact that Trump's taking a look at this. Omarosa released her latest secretly recorded tape, this of uh, President Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, offering her $180,000 a year job with Trump's 2020 re-election campaign shortly after she was fired from her White House job last December. Laura, doing the math on that offer. Specifically, let me see, I haven't even added up the numbers, but we're talking about like 15 a month. On the tape, Laura is married to Eric Trump and is a senior advisor on the re-election campaign. Refers to a New York Times story from that time that said Omarosa was readying to tell her story. Laura said, oh, that could not happen if Omarosa joined the campaign. During an interview with MSNBC, she was asked about this offer, and Omarosa said, I saw this as an attempt to buy my silence, to censor me, and to pay me off $15,000 per month yes. uh, by the campaign. You exactly. saw this as hush money. Absolutely. Yes, precisely what it was. Because you're dangerous and duplicitous, and they know it, and they're keeping their friends close and their enemies closer, and their well, frenemies closest of all. They shouldn't have brought her in close in the first place. Makes well, you wonder yeah, no about their kidding. judgment. No kidding. You know, and Marshall, I can't decide whether to say, for God's sakes, it's Omarosa, or if I enjoy you saying Omarosa, because it's a sign of disrespect for this idiotic non-story. Who cares? Who cares? Major new study is saying both low-carb and high-carb diets can raise your risk of an early death. A study published in the Lancet Health Journal says a moderate amount of carbohydrates is best for a healthy lifespan. The lead researcher in the study said low-carb diets that replace carbs with protein and fat 
are getting a lot of are, are gaining in popularity, but the data shows low carb diets might be connected with shorter lifespans as well. I wish we could all go back in time, hundred years, and eat. Uh, you know, show up at a random house. And eat their meals for a day. Follow them around, eat what they eat. Oh, yeah. Would we, would we all be starving all day long? When are we going to eat again? This isn't enough food. Or or or, or not. I don't know. Uh, or would we be amazed at how... Where's the bread? Bread. We have bread uh, twice a year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What's for dessert? Dessert? What are you talking about? <laughs> Get back in the field, you lazy uh, uh, herd whacker. <laughs> you slacker. You afternoon farmer. What? Would you be amazed at how little sugar you're taking in? I don't know. Probably. Go tan those mules, whatever that is, you, <laughs> you fat <mules>. moderner. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The one thing... Reaching the plow grabber, idiot. One thing you wouldn't do is go to Applebee's and eat a 2,000-calorie burger and fries. You'd feed an entire family with that. <laughs> For a month. What about oh. the inverse? You take those people, you bring them to a to an, an appetizer tower, and let's see how let's see how quickly they want to run back to the farm life. <laughs> this is what we call the guilty pleasures platter. Oh, I know, no, dig in. We all enjoy it. That's not the problem. We enjoy it too much. Yeah, we we don't have the ability to resist it. I think we're doing fine. You look do. At the, look at the we got skyscrapers and then flying cars and. Elon Musk is digging tunnels undergrounds to get people to, to baseball games. We're doing right. fine. You know, lifespans are starting to shrink, but I don't you know. Gotta, they got long. too long in the first right. place. You gotta exactly. go to the county fair like I did recently and see how many people are riding around on scooters because they're too fat to I walk. Oh, thank goodness we got the technology for <laughs> that. Yeah, you right? wanna put the scooter people out of work? <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> Who wants me? Who the f wants me? Go have the BD! Hooray! How do you argue with Mel Gibson? From a distance. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. So I heard we, we did the story yesterday about the 70, 100, what is the number now of people that OD'd on synthetic marijuana? Oh, it's an astounding number. Yeah. Yeah. In one place, New Haven, Connecticut, right by Yale. So much for the Ivy League. <laughs> we knew how to take drugs in the Big Ten. Um, Idiots. But so I heard an expert on this synthetic marijuana, which he says is mislabeled. It's not synthetic marijuana. But anyway, I heard this expert. Uh, no, it got that name. I remember reading about it twenty years ago and how terrible it is for you. It's just a terrible idea to take it. But I heard I heard this guy's name, and his name is Michael Bowman, and so we're trying to get him on because he's an expert in this. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, but so I wanted to to take his name as a note in my phone. I'm driving, so I'm going to do voice texting, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure if you're... Are you allowed to even do that? Not if it's in your hand. It wasn't in my hand. All right, thank God. Not. Neither was the steering wheel. I keep my hands completely free. <laughs> That's right. Hands free is hands free in yeah, your car. exactly. I want my hands free if anything comes up. Right. I want them both of them available. Foul ball. Drive with my knee. <laughs> um, but so I'm saying his name, Bowman, Michael Bowman, into my phone. Just trying to... This shows you where voice texting is mm-hmm. as, as a, uh, you know, a leap forward. It got Michael. Then it says, Salmon, Isle Man, 
because I keep saying it over and over. Bowman. <laughs> Bowman. Buh, trying to emphasize the B. Bowman. They got Michael Salmon. Isle Man. Paul. 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 Man. Salmon. 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 And then it got the F word correctly because that's what I said next. <laughs> Didn't say duck. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I thought, what do I got to get this thing to even getting close to what I'm saying? Absolutely uh, beautiful. I hope they get that perfected. So, listen, I, I, it's funny. I've said many, many times through the years, I, I read this a long time ago, and it made an impression on me um, that a uh, a cynic believes nothing is worth anything. That's me. And, and, Nothing's worth anything. And a skeptic wants to know what everything's worth. And and I never want to spread cynicism. I would like to be part of spreading skepticism in this world full of liars, lying liars and their lies. Um, and I don't want to contribute to cynicism, but I'm telling you, I'm having a little hard time. We need to get at one point to, to, to amending story Marshall did a couple times about the, the roundup in your cereal yesterday. We had ah, a number of people stories like that. It's that's from a radical group that makes all sorts of bizarre claims. You'd have to eat 750 bowls of that cereal in a sitting to reach the unsafe level of that drug. Were you or anybody you know going to eat one less bowl of cereal because of that report? That's no, what, that's why I wonder just, about that stuff in the news anyway. Yeah. Whenever you hear a report, a study in Sweden shows that blankety blank could sure. cause cancer. Yeah. Is anybody going to eat one less bite of that who is into it because of that? No. So why are we even talking about it? And then listen, here's how we throw this show together. And this show doesn't matter. It couldn't matter less. It's a silly exercise in making your commute slightly less dull. Let's be honest with ourselves. But we have all sorts of choices of what we can talk about. And it's a question of, well, what's important? What maybe we ought to pass along to you out of a sense of responsibility? But a lot of it's a question of enthusiasm. Like, I see that story over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. And so we go with it. Well, the mainstream media is no different enthusiasm drives story assignments, it drives the writing, it drives the editing, the follow-ups, the budgets, the rest of it. And 88% of people in the mainstream media are lefties. I'm not one of those people who hates lefties. A lot of people I know and love are lefties. It's fine. It's great. I mean, politically speaking, obviously. But the media is so effing biased, it makes me insane. Can you imagine... If a prominent Republican was firing around racial slurs at their opponent in a state race, you'd have heard that 50 times already today. It'd be headlines. It'd be like that Borat prank with that idiot Republican in Georgia. Here's a Democrat, a black woman, running for a big office in in Michigan, saying of her Asian opponent, don't vote for the Ching Chong. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. And she's used a series of racial slurs to describe her primary election opponent, a representative, I think it's a state, yeah, uh, state representative. Ching Chang, Ching Chong. I don't know if that's as much Republican versus Democrat in the reporting of the 
the weird thing we do in the media where only white people can be racist. That's a that's sure. a popular thing in the media. Yeah, because of the wildly illogical, idiotic beliefs of the uh, social justice warrior types. One minority can't be racist against another minority, even though there's all kinds of examples of that right. all over the world. And Right, exactly. It's a universal human flaw that we ought to be honest about. Instead of, well, what they're trying to do is get power. And they use uh, moral justification to grab power. It's as old as time. But uh, Ching Chang, Ching Chong, she's also uh, called one of Chang's campaign volunteers, an immigrant immigrant saying, you don't belong here. I want you out of my country, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, heard m- by multiple people connected with Chang, including Chang's husband. Uh, I asked her not to speak with my wife in that manner, et cetera, et cetera. She said, these immigrants from China are coming over and taking our community from us, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Disgusts her seeing black people holding signs for these Asians and not supporting their own people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, if you were. Then the husband who's black says Scott went on to call him a fool for marrying an Asian. You definitely would uh, make the news if you were white saying that. Thanks for voting for me, she said at one village meeting. You don't need to vote for that Ching Chang. Wow, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, has she been following the modern uh, the modern world at all? Uh, that's not uh, that's not. not acceptable. Yeah, but has has not gotten a lick of national coverage. No, I hadn't heard about it. It's no, just, it's I just, read a lot of papers and watch a lot of shows. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But so again, I don't want to make you cynical, but if you want anything close to balanced coverage of the world, you have to go looking for it. And I think most people do these days. I can't decide how scary this is. A new Pentagon report out. Says China's military is training for strikes on the U.S. Is that scary or not? We'll do a little more beneath the surface of the headline. Well, I assumed they were, but the details well, are apparently are, just are notable. Uh, I guess that's a new thing, and their capabilities are new. China preparing to attack the United States and subjects lighter than nuclear holocaust as well. We'll have it all for you. Awesome. On a Friday, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.